We're back. Uh, Colonel Mills, I apologize. I had to take a quick break. Um, you were talking about the mortal danger that we're facing. Carry on, sir. So China is the much senior partner, the dominant partner in this axis, axis of evil. We've heard that expression before, but this is real and this is mortal to our existence as a constitutional republic. She is under immense pressure of palace intrigue at home, and there are groups looking to take him out. So he's fighting that. He's fighting a failed economy, and he's looking. What do, what do dictators do when they're in a corner? They lash out. China, uh, now, Russia is the very junior partner. We're, we're about to see the Chinese frenzy, borrowing a line from Churchill. We're about to see the Chinese frenzy to the, in the Pacific. But we've started with the Putin flop in the Ukraine. Okay, it's not gone well for Putin. I know there's many on potentially, uh, if I may say, on our side of the ledger that look as Putin as a potential uh, ally or doing work, good work against uh, globalism. I would just ask uh, that that people look at Putin as a he's not he's he in the past he was not an enemy, but he's not a friend. But it ha people have to acknowledge he is a signed a compatriot to Chairman Xi now and is essentially in an alliance. Uh, they are working together against us, and they also have other significant but uh, uh, also uh, disorganized allies in Iran, in Venezuela. And we have to be vigilant in our own hemisphere to our immediate south is not, Venezuela is nothing but a base for uh, essentially Chinese operations. Yeah, John, let me let me just interrupt on that point because this this is so critical. Uh, we're going to talk more with you and others about this in the days ahead. But uh, it's not just Venezuela, alas. Uh, what we've witnessed in Latin America, as you say. Um, some call it our backyard. It's uh, my analysis of it. Our front yard, actually. Country after country after country has succumbed through one means or another to uh, essentially a combination of internal forces. Um, the Forum of uh, San Paulo, as it's called, a kind of uh, communist international in Latin America. And, of course, uh, the Chinese, the Russians, Iranians, Hezbollah, and others that are all working against us in our own hemisphere. So your point is very well taken on that score. But just, just to hone in on this, when you're looking at Russia as a possible friend or a possible um, partner with the West, um, whatever chance of that there might have been, it seems, has now been shot not only by the partnership that uh, Putin and Xi have forged, but also the damage that has now been done in, I think, appropriate retaliation for Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Um, does that make it even more unlikely, uh, John, that, uh, that absent a really fundamental change in the character of the Russian government, there's going to be much opportunity, first of all, to peel them off from this strategic partnership, uh, the junior partner, as you say, I think it's a very important point, but also to uh, perhaps um, have them participate more fully and constructively in what the West has to do to defend itself against the threat from the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, we, we missed a huge strategic opportunity in the 90s when Russia was on its knees 
barely surviving, uh, Madeleine Albright took it upon herself not to reach a hand out to Russia with some assistance, but to, to firmly and aggressively and violently kick him in the teeth. And uh, I just remember that vividly in working with state and USAID in Bosnia uh, with the microgrants. Serbia was off limits for microgrants. Why? Because they were part of the evil Russian and Slav elements. And, and again, there's this, just this visceral, which surprised me. It's like these were the same group of people that derided and mocked us during the real Cold War and said there is no Soviet threat. We're just making this up. We're just overreacting. We're just conspiracy theorists. But now, yeah, suddenly there's this pivot and this same group we were rightly pointing out were a mortal threat is now that we're on their knees. They now decided to pile on them, punch them in the face, kick them in the teeth when they were down. Putin remembers that huge lost opportunity for world affairs. So I think we can peel off the Russians. They are in trouble. This is not going well. Everybody says, but Ukraine is corrupt. Yes, Ukraine is corrupt. Yes, I had to deal with that. But we should never allow a bigger corrupt country to crush a smaller corrupt country. So this is a, not a good situation uh, in, in, in any event. There, there is no communist country that is not absolutely corrupt, and that's certainly true of uh, a, a former communist and arguably continuing um, communist country uh, like Russia. John, let me come back before we run out of time to a really important point you made a moment ago, and that is, are we looking at the possibility, not just the possibility, but the decided prospect that Xi Jinping, for his own reasons, internal among them, as well as his calculation that uh, Joe Biden, who, as I've argued, is in his pocket, is not just infirm, not just, um, you know, incompetent, uh, not just corrupt, but reliably going to do what he's told, such that China can exercise the social engineering option that, as you say, tyrants often, often default to when they're in trouble and go after probably Taiwan, maybe India, maybe both um, in this window of opportunity? Yeah, this is, uh, we are right in front of an, a huge inflection point in world history. So a she is looking to, to lash out. The right thing to do on this is show clarity and resolve and manifest it in visible deterrence and deterrent actions. This administration, though, their bizarre psychology is the exact opposite, to show subservience. What does that do to a bully? That only emboldens them. That only emboldens them. And Blinken just can't, and, and crew just can't get this through their head. Groveling in front of a dictator invites world conflict, showing resolve, clarity, and deterrence, like sending lots of ammunition, lots of missiles to Taiwan, mobilizing and surging the Seventh Fleet, showing the, the resolve of the AUKUS relationship, which I have to compliment the administration on. Good job there. But also, don't forget the Quad, India, Australia, Japan, Showing deterrence, that will prevent and minimize world conflict 
agony and misery for all. If they continue this groveling mentality, that only will ensure world conflict. I don't know what's going on, what they're drinking, what they're inhaling, but this is this is just the right behavior versus the wrong behavior in these world situations. It's intuitively obvious, yet as it's not for some reason it's not uh, being acted upon. Yeah, or it is being acted upon, John. And again, that goes back to your analysis of the makeup of this administration, that uh, there may be a third of white hats, but there are two thirds that are problematic, uh, either passive or actively batting for the other team, I would argue. And that's what's so worrying about all of this, of course, is that we're looking at not just the prospect of conflict, which is a horrible thing to contemplate in a world in which both of the adversaries that we've just talked about and a number of their friends are nuclear-armed powers and have doctrines that say they will use nuclear weapons if they think that they would be benefited by them. But we're actually looking as well at, um, I think, a possibility of our active submission rather than uh, go down the road of conflict. And uh, in a way, that's even more frightening because it would be the end of, uh, I think, this country and certainly uh, Western civilization as we've known it. John Mills, thank you for your service to our country over many years and in many different capacities, and not least that you're rendering these days at the Center for Security Policy. We're very proud of you. Keep up the good work, my friend. Come back to us again soon if you would. We're going to talk next about another aspect of all of this, Joe Biden's war on the U.S. military with the great Elaine Donnelly right after this.